Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. I had to think about whether we were still in a day by day area. It it gets a little like concerning <laughs> for a hot second when you're like remembering like that you're watching. Well, okay, obviously we're watching all of it on Disney Plus, right? But when you're like, wait, it's a newer thing. You go, was that a movie or a? T- Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. When I get back into like uh, scheduling and it's a movie, I'm like, and then that was, a, oh no, that was three scenes. Crud. All right, rewind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's such a fascinating jump, especially especially when you're going back and forth between TV show and movie, mm-hmm. like doing What If into Captain America, and then back to What If, and you're going, uh, I was like uh, day by day. Sorry, not day by day. Where you go, uh, scene by scene, or day by day, and like you quickly add that yeah. in. Yeah, or with Cap, and you're like, and d- nope, that's it. Scene by scene. Thanks for the it, being the show. It's gonna reach a point where we're not gonna go day by day in the TV shows because there's movie stuff and other TV show stuff. Like, I'm not gonna go all the way through a day and then be like, oh, and and here's the six scenes from you know Iron Man two that happen in between all these days, like this whole day of Daredevil. Mm. That'll be tough. That'll be an interesting It'll thing. It'll be interesting. There's a specific season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that right. goes into a Daredevil that it it makes sense if you allow for a particular weather pattern. And I love this show so much. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah. Because I'm... Well, okay. I mean, if it's an uninterrupted... Like, if it's like seven scenes mm-hmm. of the one show, we're not going to break it up. Right. We'll have a talk. It's not. Good yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Because I feel like, again, that also feels a little bit of like the meanwhile. Yeah. Because I feel like you could do that, like kind of back to back where you could say, here's a full day and then then come back into your Iron Man thing to say, remember that stuff we just talked about? Meanwhile, 12 yeah. states across or over or whatever. Right. Maybe. But like, again, it will we'll have get, to see. We'll yeah, have I to, can see it playing well either way. Right. Um, it, it's going to probably get very contextual. Um, I'm. There, and again, coming back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because it is the most uh, work I've done for this timeline, there's a part with Winter Soldier mm-hmm. that I have a whole page, like uh, I think probably a, an uninterrupted page of notes where I'm like, I have to document the insanity that I've like, been doing for the last day yeah. of like, it can't be then, but it can't be then. Right. So it has it to must be here. Be. Right. Like it has to be. At, but only if it somehow here. magically yeah. falls on a Tuesday, which does make sense because in that year, <laughs> this date fell on a Thursday. So there was no Tuesday in that year. I don't know. No. I don't know. <laughs> calendars. I don't understand calendars. The time is weird. Um, but like, um, I also forgot how Winter Soldier went. And so mm. I had this assumption. And then I watched the part of Winter Soldier. And I'm like, oh, that's not. Oh, no. All right. Del- rewind, rewind. Right, right, right. And since we are still in the day by day time period, because we just finished yep. Agent Carter, mm. may she rest in peace. Just kidding, we'll see her again. Ooh. But uh, uh, you know, the thing though is that that show has come to an end mm-hmm. with some incredible reveals and some incredible things, and we immediately jump into Ms. Marvel. Oh, mm. wait a minute, that's right—a newer show that has some uh, not flashbacks, but some some. That's the interesting thing, right? Because this is not Period. a flashback. Yeah, it's, no, just, it's, it's like it happens. It's it the just story happens. takes place in yeah. exactly. Um, so it's very exciting. I mean, maybe some of this is flashbacks. I don't know, but there's definitely a bit that's not. We'll we'll get to, we'll get to it in my episode. But it's sort of like if you started Back to the Future by doing a full day of like Lorraine Baines in 1955 <laughs> before anything happens. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> it's like it's it's just the biggest exposition to that scene mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah, um, exactly. So here is what we're talking about. We're talking about Ms. Marvel season one, episode five, starting at mm-hmm. nine minutes and twenty one seconds and ending at twelve minutes and fifty seconds. Oh, mm. kind of back into the shorter clips, huh? Uh, okay, here is what happens. Uh, it's a time jump, right? Because literally two seconds before mm-hmm. this, she's like a baby. Mm-hmm. And then they just sort of do this clever little wipe. And now she's mm-hmm. a toddler. Mm-hmm. Sana is now a toddler holding the bangle and lying down in the same spot we just saw her. Aisha mm-hmm. is comforting her as Hassan listens to the radio. He turns it off in anger, asking how they could call any of this peaceful with all of this bloodshed happening. Aisha and Hassan look at their child, and Aisha promises him that they'll get through this. There's a knock at the door. One of their neighbors, Rohan, has brought food and milk. Specifically vegetables, I should I should specify, because I guess technically mm-hmm. milk is food. Um, but he and Hassan slightly get into it, as Hassan is frustrated with taking charity. He does, by the way, quick side note, he does pull like the childish thing of like when you're like, I'm not talking to someone, and they can hear you. So you turn yeah. to your friend and you go, tell so-and-so that I said... It's very yeah. weird. It's very yeah. peculiar of him. Uh, but they get into this you know, little uh, argument, uh, and Hassan is frustrated with taking charity, despite Rohan reminding him that Hassan was the one that just called them all one people. <laughs> Hassan says it's easier for Rohan as he is not being pushed out of his home. No one will give him business or work with, and, uh, and same with Aisha, right? All because they're Muslim. As Rohan leaves, Aisha sees something in the fields and it spooks her real good. Um, So she takes a lantern and steps outside. Waiting by the large tree is Najma. There is a tense moment, or five really, between the two of them as they lead different lives, as as they have led different lives over the past few years. Najma states that the others looked for Aisha for those past few years. But she hasn't seemed to have done the same. And she's like, ah, but we're together now, right? Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) Uh, But they're now able to enact their plan and go home. Aisha doesn't look immediately excited. In fact, she looks worried. Najma questions her. And Aisha says that she just, you know, wants to go home. Yes, with, you know, with them. But she hid the bangle for safekeeping. So it's going to take her a little bit of time to get it. Najma nods and gives her until sundown the next day. Najma and Aisha part ways, both on edge. Mm. Um, so before I ask for uh, opinions and stuff like that, the only thing that I did here was uh, I, I have the newsreel that they mm. play in Marvel. I tried to see if that was actually something. It's just the Marvel version of it. Right. But I do also have a actual newsreel that we can get to later. Ooh, um, okay. So my thought was is that like uh, just sort of, I guess, like, in plain sight, um, housekeeping, uh, which is to say, do we want to start with that or do we want to start with thoughts and then go to it? Like, I don't know what you have planned besides maybe an Avengers ensemble. I have a, a, a very, uh, uneven Avengers ensemble. And then, uh, just, you know, a thought or two. Um, okay. Um, uh, so whichever, whichever, I don't have anything huge. Sure. Then let's let's go through that and the Avengers Ensemble because like this okay. will this will probably be the biggest thing maybe. Okay. Because there's yeah. not there's not a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Simply because this is kind of setting the tone really for yeah. the next moment. Right. Um. This is this is the setup. 
to the sure fall, exactly basically. you need this for mm-hmm. sure um <laughs> well i want this and i well, i want you to to be honest but you know, <laughs> what do you need, need this, this. want to oh, give it okay. to you yeah <laughs> i do want to give it to you and here it is but i thought this time it would be something new james <laughs> nope <laughs> anyway um so anyways bam 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 um <laughs> So I guess the only thoughts I have are that I really love our show because thinking about how they haven't seen each other since 1942, mm-hmm. which is before Captain America existed. And we went all oh, through true. that before Agent Carter's whole thing, like Werner Reinhardt wasn't in prison, all these things. And now it's suddenly like, and here they are again. And it's weird. Like, it's been five years, and they're like, hey. It is really weird, because, like, I don't think she traveled particularly far, to be very Mm. clear. Right. Right? So it's very weird that they're like, we've been looking for you. It's like, have you? Because it feels (laughs) like you didn't. I mean, like, maybe they went opposite directions or something, or, like, they assumed she went this way, but she really went that way. Who knows? Uh, And also, I could be wrong about how far she traveled, because, like, I know that the death of the soldier was fairly mm. close to where they had left each other. But right. she she could have traveled much further after that. So perhaps it was like, right. maybe it did take them years to like kind of get through different towns and also not be suspicious because they were being hunted or whatever. But, right. you know, it's... And one of it could things. have been like a thing where they didn't expect her to go, you know, live with a human. So they didn't like go check. Like they weren't checking villages so much as like, you know, have you seen a woman alone? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, like they were looking in the wrong place, kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark style. Like they were, their search terms were wrong because she was settled down with a family for all these mm, years. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, um, and then Najma is the actress is so like nothing in this scene. I guess that you have until sundown, but almost nothing in the scene. If you just read a transcript, like if we had our friend Tracy mm-hmm. be Najma and like Morgan be Aisha, right. And they just read it how they thought it might go, not knowing the context. You could read this scene as just two old friends reconnecting. Oh, it's it's one hundred percent in the way it is said. Yeah, and so then when stuff happens tomorrow, it's not surprising, but it is if you think about like, boy, if you didn't know the context, that uh, that sure was you know, kind of a. A little bit of a, a surprise there with what happens with Najma and Aisha. Um, I don't. I, I'm being coy because it's tomorrow. Tomorrow's tomorrow, and yes, one hundred percent. But like, yeah, it's just the the the. I guess it's the tension between the two of them that that is for sure. Is that, really, that's really, that's what really kind of. I don't. I don't know what the word for that is. Like, it doesn't like crush anything, but it like it like sucks the air out of everything, right? Like mm-hmm. because you are holding your breath. I feel like. I mean, you're holding your breath the minute that she sees her because you're like, right. oh, she does yeah. not want to see her. But like yeah. the more that it continues, the way it's like, oh, we were looking for you. Where have you been? Or like this yeah. is or, this is where you've been. And yeah. it's like, you know, but also like 100% the whole time. It's like Najma is like not even a football field away from the one thing that she's actually looking for. Right. And- it all comes down to how well can she sell this next lie to yeah. potentially keep her baby out of harm's way. Yeah. And really exactly. her whole family, because like she does not want 
her sister getting like, you know. <laughs> Hassan pokes his head up. Honey, this bangle that Sana, our daughter, has, do is it do is you it, want it? Is it supposed you, to glow purple? This bangle yes, the special bangle. The special bangle. Honey. That's <laughs> just like you forgot your bangle. <laughs> you 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 normally don't leave home without it. What's going on? Uh it makes me think a little bit of Sister Act because of course it does. Um sure. where it's like it's she finds acting. herself it's sisters acting, first mm-hmm. of all, for sure. Um <laughs> and there's a point at the near the climax of Sister Act where basically like her worlds collide mm-hmm. and like the friends she's made in the convent and her friends in the nightclub the friendship made are like meeting each other and she's sort of like I mean, also the people trying to kill her are meeting the nuns too, and that's not good in a different way. But like, I guess it's sort of uh, the tension of uh, different friend groups meeting. I just realized, in a way, aren't we all like Aisha and Najma and Hassan, where it's like, you stay out here and you stay in there because you are this friend and you are that friend. It makes me think so much of like, so many like 90s and early 2000s like children's sitcoms Mm -hmm. had some sort of moment where like, they would talk to their best friend, like, to the side and be like, listen, you can't let these three people talk to these three people. It's like, why not? Because these three people think that I'm a foreign exchange <laughs> a foreign exchange student and that I have an accent. And these three know that I do not. So it's like, right. you know, they're, like, kind of playing it off the whole time, like, finding a way. And then they're like, and was like, wait, did I just hear him use a British accent? Oh, it's a game that they play. Yeah, 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 you know, because of whatever. And they're like, oh, okay. And like, of course, it always comes crashing down. It's like, this is why you don't invite people. Right. It's like, you know, someone's mom was like overzealous with, well, I just decided to send invites to all of your friends. Right. You couldn't do that, mom. No. Yeah. I need, this is why I needed two parties. And it's like, well, you can't get two parties. You just don't understand, you know? And parents are like, we have two parties at home. Yeah. (laughs) The two parties. (laughs) The two two parties. Yeah. Uh, And George Washington going, stop. Stop it. Don't do two parties. I said That's no good. two parties. That's very funny. Thank um, you. Uh, Kristen threw me a surprise party one time for probably 20 or 21st birthday mm-hmm. with all my friends from my various friend groups. Mm-hmm. Several things uh, wrong with that one. Lovely mm-hmm. thought. Sweet, lovely thought. Don't love a surprise party. Don't love a surprise party that has, uh, hey, guess what? It's time to have all of your masks it's exposed to all your other friends mm-hmm. for each other. Yeah. Hey, your science friends are talking to your roommates who are talking to your girlfriend's roommates. Ugh. What are you gonna do about that? <laughs> I. And this is not. I'm, this is not me saying that. Like, if you don't throw someone a surprise party, that you don't care about them. To be very clear, but like, I've never had someone who has cared about me in that way. That was also someone who like was good at like planning things. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I've never had a surprise birthday party. And like the mm-hmm. amount of times where like when I was growing up where I was kind of like, I kind of wish I would have a surprise birthday party. Yeah. But like you can't want a surprise birthday party because then it's not really a surprise. It, you know? If you go through life uh, assuming that if your friends are acting weird, it's because they're throwing you a surprise party. Mm. Um, what it does is make all your interactions really awkward uh, forever. Mm, so that's a little tip for me to you. Cool. Just like, you're acting weird. I know why. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And then you don't get a surprise party, so you're just disappointed all your life too. Oh, okay, cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh I I mean, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a yeah. thing of I think as a kid, like TV shows glorified. Sure. You know, the surprise birthday party. And I was always like, oh, no one wants oh, okay. 
It's a little mm. like uh, being able to see your own funeral. Is that weird? Is that weird for, for me to say? But like, no, it's like... I think that makes sense. <laughs> that, that's true. Because like, how often would you find all of those friends together right. in one room? So like, right. it feels like if it is going to happen, it's going to be for like maybe a bad thing. Right. Uh, right. You know, they're forming a posse to track you down because you've turned into a monster. They've all decided. No, we actually can't no. take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, we all need to stop pretending to be James's friends. Whew, anxiety so theater thanks, here. Uh, uh, that reminds me, I have people in the waiting room. One moment, and I'm going to turn. I'm going to disable waiting room and uh, welcome to the show, Morgan, Aaron, Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, other James, Mike, mm-hmm. and special guest. Uh, what's her name? My Hang parents. On. Oh yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> I was gonna say uh, the uh, Hillary. There we go. I, I mm. forgot. Oh wow! I kept wanting to say Whitney, and I was like, "That's not it. That's not it." Uh, Whitney, though, also. But, oh yeah, but also. Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Um, not Lindsay. Mm, She's ride or die. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, Lin- Lindsay was is like I, I don't think we need to stop James. In fact, <laughs> I will fight you if you try and stop James. And welcome. I mean, and from my waiting room, my mm. literal one. She's here in Virginia. Weirdly, she waits every episode just to see if there's going to be a surprise <laughs> intervention. And then she flies back home. Okay. Uh, just one last thought. Sure. With all that we've talked about, this scene could easily be a sitcom. And all Aisha has to do is a little bit bigger acting for Najma and Hassan. Like, oh, nothing, nothing. I, and then a laugh track and it'd be fine. I was going like, to say, what I actually think it is, is that I feel like if if I just took that clip and added like a laugh track or like a ooh kind of thing, yeah. we would have a sitcom yes. so quickly. Yes. Uh, so wow, yeah. Yep. It's weird how tension works uh both for comedy and for I weirdly enough kind of want a Marvel sitcom actually. Yeah. But like I mean like complete with like laugh track and Right. You know what I mean? I mean, like, like we we got a little taste of that in WandaVision, a little right. taste of that in She-Hulk, but like, but like, like a, an actual legit Right. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't get like, like laugh you, track and stuff like that in She-Hulk. You know what I mean? Like If you did like like, I want, like damage control? Yeah. Like where it's because I mean, I like guess I'm thinking because the guy who wrote who writes the Goldbergs is writing that now, mm. uh, and it is a sitcom basically. Yeah. But if you did it like old school '80s, like oh, like yeah, yeah. ooh, yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Anyways, that's yeah. all. That's all I had for, for and like musical and stingers for like when someone uh-huh. walks away. If it's like yeah, you're like like sultry little uh, saxophone stuff. But yeah. never explain it and never answer the the internet's questions about it. Just have Correct. it be a legit. And also, twenty two episodes, like a full mm, old school full season, sitcom yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Clip show and and then when holiday. we put the show out, we go. Did we do that? <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I guess we better call damage control. Yeah. Theme song oh, starts playing. Yeah, it's definitely. It's just it, every episode has the guy that's from Damage Control going. Uh oh, and do like the finger to like the lips kind of thing. Like, oopsie whoopsie, superheroes made of fucky wucky. Well, he wouldn't say that probably because that's, oh. you can't say that in a in a Marvel thing, but it's like, oopsie doopsie. Like, oh. I was reading Exterminators the other day and they Silly said fucky wucky, and I was like, what is happening? They said that in their thing? No. Oh. no. But like, you know. I would not have been surprised. Every now and then, what Marvel or really any kind of comic book will randomly put into, I mean, like, okay, we'll move on past this and immediately. Because uh, we don't yeah. have time, I think. Um, and what I mean by that is like we can't make this episode all about other things. Sure, right. Uh, but when you told me that there is a Marvel comic for X Men that includes the word dumper, juicy dumper, yes, juicy yes, yes. dumper specifically, you're right. 
it blew my mind that we've gotten to that point in like yeah in society like Jubilee talking about Dazzler's ass that's, to it as- that's who the combo was that somehow feels even weirder to me and I don't know boom, why boom was the boobs that started the whole conversation because that makes sense because were- it kind of sounds like yeah, yeah. I have a, there's a third, there's a fourth person and it feels like it was Laura Kinney, but she agrees too much about the like juicy dumber part to be. Wasn't her, Kitty Pryde there? She, she was on the council laughing. She was in the, oh. the council laughing. Um, so I don't know, there, but there was a dark haired girl that said that's true. So it has to be her, but it's weird. Who knows? Maybe her. just every now and then it's like, it's like Wolverine every now and then actually being like, Hey, that was a good toss, bub. And you're like, I- did you compliment me? What is that? You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's like, I can't appreciate like my friend doing something. You're like, I'm what friend. <laughs> Stop. Who are you? And he's just like, all right, forget it. I shouldn't have said anything. No, friend. Come back, friend. Yeah. Oh, God. If it was Peter Parker, you know he would never hear the end of it. He's like, I've made a mistake. And he's like, but Wolverine, you can't make mistakes with friends. And he's like, I'm going to put something through you, bub. And he's like, I know, because it's the, you're the best at what you do, best friend. Like all that kind of shit. Good stuff. Oh, that's, I love that. Yeah. That's a very good interaction. Uh, okay. So. Hey, so shall we do a little bit of Avengers Ensemble? Yeah, let's do Avengers Ensemble. And we'll see how much of that makes it to the final cut. This is a lot and then nothing, nothing, nothing. So okay. here we go. Uh, the radio announcer that is doing the radio stuff is a guy named Neil Dixon. Here's some of the things he's been in. Uh, just a brief overview. <laughs> Stan Freeberg. He's been in Stan Freeberg. What? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Stan Freeberg would appreciate that. Uh, yeah. he, so we're going to uh, horror and then this weird genre of like late 90s computer based horror stuff. Like not... Uh, Beware the Dark or whatever that one was called, but like that era of stuff. Mm, okay, I did, yep. I did Lost in the Dark, I think is the name of it. Um anyways, he so it's it was a weird it's been a weird trajectory for him as as sort of a voice actor, a British voice actor. So he's been in uh Titanic six six six, which I wanna see, The Quantum Devil, which I wanna see, uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh he was in all Nine episodes of Dragon's Race to the Edge, which my family and I watched. He was in one episode of Twin Peaks from 2017. Oh, okay. One episode of The Orville. Uh, he was in The Exorcism Diaries. He was several voices in Star Wars uh, The Old Republic. Um, mm, okay. Uh, he was in Dragon's Gift of the Night Fury, which I believe is the holiday special for How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, he was in Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, which I think you just call Skyrim. I'm not positive about that. Uh, two episodes of Mad Men. He was in the 2007 Beowulf with people that we've talked about before, including, I believe, Angelina Jolie. Uh, he was in one episode of Chuck. He was in Aragon, both the music, no, both the movie and the video game. He was in The Lord of the Rings, The Battle of for Middle Earth to The Rise of the Witch King. Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. The Lord of the Rings, The Battle for Middle Earth 2. I guess The Rise of the Witch King was like downloadable content or something. Um, he was in Agatha Christie and Then There Were None, which is a PC video game that Kristen and I for sure played in 2005. Um, yeah. He was in Time Cop, The Berlin Decision, which like feels like, a, if it's the decision I th- I'm thinking about, feels like an easy one, but okay. Uh, three episodes of The Wild Thornberries, one episode of Rugrats, one episode of Alias, one episode of Mike Hammer, Private Eye. Mike Hammer making another appearance. Uh, four <laughs> episodes of Sliders. He was in Romeo and Michelle's High School Wedding. Nope. He was in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. 
mm-hmm. one episode of Ah Real Monsters, one episode of The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, seven episodes of Gargoyles. He was in First Strike, which is a Jackie Chan movie that you and I have talked about. It was the movie that came out directly after Super Cop, which is the Jackie Chan movie I've seen many, many times. Second to that is First Strike, which came right after and was found me in the middle of my Jackie Chan phase. Uh, one episode of Baywatch, nine episodes of the 1994 Iron Man cartoon. Uh, hmm. He was in 20 episodes of a, a show, I am assuming it's a British show, called She-Wolf of London. Uh, he did. He was a pilot in the music video for the Pet Shop Boys song, Always on My Mind. And he was in three episodes of Dynasty. Neil Dixon, boy, what a career. Um. Young Sana is played by uh, a girl named Zion Usman. Just this. She's just been in this. Um, here is something interesting. Rohan, the body, uh, is by a guy what? named Shyam Anabathula, and he's just been in this. His voice uh, is a guy named Bilal Dar, uh, who, uh, in addition to this, was in four short films between 2017 and 2021. Separate credits for Rohan and Rohan voice. Uh, so I don't know what the story behind that is. He's just eighty yard. I, yeah, but like, he, but again, it's credited like he's credited as being ADR and also credited as being credited as Rohan voice. So I don't know if they if like the guy that played his body, they knew from the start that they were gonna dub his voice because reasons. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I could imagine, like, perhaps they couldn't find someone who, like, had, like, the voice that they were looking for. Right. You know, and, like, you know, or whatever. I mean, like, I don't know. I I don't want to, like, because that's just such a weird thing to do. Like, I feel like it's, when you see that, like, a 1950s movie was, like, here is, like, okay, not to keep bringing it up, but, like, White Christmas is a good example of this, right? Uh Where you have all these actors and actresses. You know, yeah. being in the thing, but then it's like one of your main characters does not sing her own songs. Right. It is dubbed by someone else, right? Right. Uh, and so then you're like, okay, weird, right? Like, why yeah. hire the person? You know, but at the same time, dubbing was kind of constant in like 50s and 60s stuff. But like nowadays, right. I feel like we just find someone that does it, you know? Well, you also have um, like singing voices are still uh, still True, and like cartoons thing. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. uh, there's the singing voice for Hercules, for example. Right. Versus the actual, you know, acting voice. Same with, um, oh, hang on. There's another cartoon that famously does that. Uh, is um, is it Mulan? There, I, there might be one in Mulan. Because um, Donny Osmond doesn't do his uh, I don't believe so, vocal no. voice, speaking no. voice. Like I'm, I'm trying to because like there's one that I remember seeing recently where I was like, that's just this person's like, uh, when this person sings and it's not often it's like it's it's so rare for them to sing but when they do, man, right. it's so interesting that I immediately had a thought and like I lost it with that. Um, you had it but you lost it. Now you got to help you get it back again. Uh, another good Scott reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I mean like I just feel like you know you see that sort of thing commonly. In you like know, cartoons, but yeah, like it is cartoons. weird in a live action sort oh, of Oh, well, there, I, I remembered another one, not the one I was thinking of, but, you know, Danny Elfman doing the singing voice for uh, Jack Skellington. Right. Um, yeah, and he's not the acting voice then. Right. Which is um, Chris Sarandon. 
Right, right. Who who we called the uh, early '90s uh, Johnny Depp, um, <laughs> because you know he's a male yeah. voice in a in a um, Tim, Burton. Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Um, I also think there could be a thing where, like, if Bilal Dar, it's sort of like a. Um, I guess it's um, the truth about cats and dogs. It's any any sort of um, uh, Cyrano sort of situation where. Like if Bilal Dar didn't look believable as someone who would be this person in 1947 partition India, like, and, you know, his voice works, but you need to get a guy that looks more authentic for whatever reason. Bilal Dar has face tattoos, whatever. Like, okay. just, you know, just yeah. like whatever would make, like, whatever would be something that you couldn't easily, like, change to to be you know that you'd get flack for for being inauthentic like right, if yeah, if yeah. if donny osmond was in the live action version of mulan because of his singing voice he you'd get flack for that because he's donny osmond and not asian right. yes so um maybe it's something like that but i didn't see any trivia about it i didn't see any any like notes right. about it or anything so who knows i mean yeah i guess that does track because like i think about like how often also like people who either can't sing or like also perhaps sometimes you really like someone but like once you start like going into it like fully you realize that maybe like their accent when they sing or something like that is a little right. too heavy or it's like we really need to get this line across and like because of the way that they form words and we can't get them to change their natural pattern it's just not it's not translating effectively yep. basically it's like yeah. so we have to go somewhere else which That's, could be yeah. the case here too right it's yes, like they absolutely. really liked the guy but it's like it's gonna feel weird if we have to subtitle him and no one else you know so it's right. like yeah uh, we're gonna have to dub it i think you know absolutely yep um but that is avengers ensemble okay um, perfect uh, uh as they say on countdown one big one three little ones uh, so it's not the right number of things, but it is the right size. Of things. Yes. I, I, <laughs> the final thing we have before we exit out of the episode is I just wanted to say like what was being said on air, uh, yeah. when Hassan was listening, because I want to compare it to like an actual news, uh, reel from that same day. Right. I have one from that day to be clear. Nice. Uh, sometimes people archive things on the internet and it's incredible. Uh, Especially like in the 1947 partition, they have done some work. Yeah, there's some. We'll see tomorrow, there's like, actually way more on there than I actually would have expected. So yeah. it's incredible. So here's what we hear in the TV show, which is as religious upset. Oh no, okay, that was right. Sorry, the second I started reading it out again, it's that thing of you hear it, then you write it, and the ones you try and say, it, you go, "But what? That doesn't yeah. make sense." Here we go. As Daniel religious Dixon upset hard. sweeps across the na- uh, country, the prime minister urges India's citizens to remain calm by saying, our first and immediate objective must be to put an end to all internal strife and violence, which disfigure and disgrace us and injure and, and injure the cause of freedom. One more time. And injure the cause of freedom. Yet certainly and... God damn it. Yet uncertainty and fear have turned to bloodshed. And that's when he gets cut <laughs> off. Click. Uh, and then now here, James, I'm going to share my screen. Okay. And share my audio with you. And I'll put this in the show itself for everyone else to hear. Because, um, yeah. I think I think legally I can. So here is uh, August 14th, uh, 1947. Newsreel. <laughs> 
gate of freedom is open in India. In Karachi, capital of the newly created Muslim state of Pakistan, Lord Louis Mountbatten, last Viceroy of India, arrives to take part in the official end of British rule. With Lady Mountbatten, he enters government house for the ceremonies which make Pakistan a full-fledged dominion. Next to arrive is Mohammed Ali Jinnah, first Governor General. As his final official act, Lord Louis delivers a message from the King. As Lady Mountbatten and Jinnah's sister Fatima listen, the Muslim leader replies with assurances of goodwill. With these brief ceremonies is completed one of the most momentous political transitions in modern times. The new flag of Pakistan flies over a nation of more than 80 millions, the largest Muslim state in the world. India's partition is completed the following day as thousands of Hindus in New Delhi swarm the streets awaiting their hour of liberation. On this historic occasion, the first constituent assembly is addressed by Prime Minister Pandit Nehru, political leader in the fight for independence. Three hundred million Hindus enter the British Commonwealth with Lord Louis Mountbatten as their Governor General. Carefully laid plans for celebration go by the boards as delirious crowds break through police lines in a near riot that results in minor casualties. Lord Mountbatten is overwhelmingly accepted by the masses. So India, with over 380 million people and a hundred creeds, now has two flags flying. One of the Earth's ancient civilizations, her future is beset with strife, but her people are free. Such an interesting, like, way of describing that. Yeah. Uh, because it's like interesting to call the people free, knowing that people are getting kicked out. You know, right? It's it's very kind of propaganda y. Um, well, what I saw that made me laugh, but not in a funny way, right. was that I think they thought that th- they were surprised that people felt like they needed to move. <laughs> they were like, mm. "You wouldn't, you didn't just want to just stay." In the new place yeah. where you were no longer the religious majority and over there there is like, they were like, what, what do you, t- what do you, what do you mean? Like right. in the most, like we didn't plan for this uh, frustrating way. Right. Um, but yeah. I also, oh, sorry, oh, uh, Louis Mountbatten, uh, who is like the second cousin of Queen Elizabeth's uh, husband and also her dad's uncle mm-hmm. um i don't uh, i don't know um he in the fourth season the emmy award-winning fourth season of the crown the first thing that happens is his boat gets blown up with him on it he gets assassinated by the ira the vi- the very the- first thing that happens so good lord okay in 1979 so like 30 years later he's on a boat with his family and they get um yeah. Uh, Mountbatten was a name that sounded familiar, and it's because it's, you know, royal family stuff, of course, because it's, you know. So, anyways, that was weird. Uh, I, I hate how uh, the uh, continental American accent pronounces it Muslim. I don't like yeah, that at all. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Muslim. Uh, and there was and one uh, other word in there. I forgot what it was, but, like, 
It's yeah. like weird. It's also the he says Karachi, but like which Karachi. I guess, yeah. yeah, he he says it in like a weird way. I'm like the emphasis is on like the wrong part of Karachi. Right. He's like Karachi. Oh, it's almost yeah. like he's saying karate. Karachi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, but like he instead of like Karachi. And like yeah. kind of going down, it's like Karachi. Uh, no, I mean, I'm still doing the same thing. The problem is I can't. Karachi. Yeah, I'm like trying to break my own pattern and I can't do yeah. it. Um, yeah. But anyway, that that's all it is. Uh, I also. Tomorrow is the, the more wild day. Oh, yeah. The He said uh, immediately accepted by the masses. Yeah, that's a. But it sounded like he said Nazis. Oh. And I was like, I know th- that was a different part of the royal family. Uh, oh, he said masses. Okay, mm-hmm. okay got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sometimes the audio fidelity is incredibly important for meaning, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I Thanks for that. this new mic, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're sounding crisp. Oh, thanks. Uh, but you know what I also think is that we should do the thing that you had come up with the term yes, for, and I forgot I, it already. Shall I bring honor to my family by taking us over to some social media? Yes, let's do that. Uh, I'm going to make a tab for our transitions to social media just so we don't forget. Because when we get to Perfect. Cap yeah. in 2011, I don't want to not say throw the kid in the river. I agree. Because that kid is now collecting social security. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has voted on some things in a way that I do not care for. <laughs> throw the old man, the in old the man into the river. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Old man river. Uh, if you'd like to find us on Twitter, you can find us as a show at Timeline Scav. Or as part of the Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net. If you would like to find me on Twitter, I can be found at Unabashed James. Colin, where can you be found on Twitter? I can be found at Colin M. Parker. We have music both at the beginning and end of our shows that is composed by Nick Bramald, who is in the UK. And he is on Twitter at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D or at Nick NickBramaldComposer.co.uk. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for uh, this first of two 1947 Ms. Marvel episodes. Uh, pretty straightforward, historical, accurate uh, episode here. I'm, I'm assuming that the next days will be very similar. Um, nothing weird or out of sort uh, <laughs> to speak of. Colin, uh, thank you so much for, uh, for presenting that cool newsreel. It's fun to see the uh, history depicted in the show presented in real life in all its propagandic mm-hmm. glory. But for now, I am James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. And breaking news. Werner Reinhardt is still in prison. 